0: Hello everyone! As a heads up, this episode has been divided into two parts. You are now listening to part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and do so before continuing forward. We hope you enjoy. So yes, so then Peta shows up and unfortunately he literally has become a weapon to use against Katniss. He has been hijacked is the term and it basically means they take Tracker Jacker Venom, which gives you the hallucinations and stuff, and cause a lot of the fear and uncertainty and confusion feelings that are associated with tracker ve- venom, and directs it towards someone who you know or something. And changes your memories of that person or thing. And so in this case, of course, they did that to Peta, And he is terrified of Katniss and hates Katniss and wants to kill her, um, which he does attempt to do. And it's pretty dramatic, of course. It's really Um, kind of devastating. It is. (laughs) It is very devastating. And so... Katniss is dealing with this, and she decides, you know what, I'm so done. Like, I'm going to kill Snow. So she asks to be sent to the Capitol so she can do this assassination. And Plutarch and Coin are like, no, we can't get to the Capitol until we control District 2, which is the only district that really has real loyalty to the Capitol. And so she's like, okay, send me to 2. So she spends some time in District 2. And they have a lot of the weapons there. A lot of the hovercrafts specifically are in District 2. A lot of the peacekeepers come from there. They gather around. Gale's there too. They're trying to decide what to do in order to completely take over District 2. And what they decide to do, well, Gale comes up with an idea to basically collapse the mountain into the tunnels so it's all within this big mountain i should say all of these hovercraft and all this stuff and so they're like let's collapse the mountain into the entrances so they can't get out and gail wants to just trap them all inside doesn't matter who they are even though there's probably a lot of good people who don't want to be there in there and there's even spies that are on the good side that are in there and he just He's just wants to, he's just a very fiery person (laughs) and a very angry person. But Katniss, here comes that consecration again of her just being like, you know, her purpose is, even though she has kind of lost a lot of that focus on the end goal, she still has that part of her that's like, oh, but this, like killing people isn't the answer and killing people isn't actually going to help me achieve my goal or any of us achieve our goals really because then we're just becoming like the people we're fighting and that does no good and she and gail later on end up having a conversation they decide to leave the train tunnel at the bottom open so people can get out that way and surrender at the exit point and she has a conversation with gail where he you know shares his opinion which you know in some ways you can understand where gail's coming from because it is a war and there's casualties in war and you're like, it's just you gotta do what you gotta do but you all, I also love Katniss's perspective of like, yes I will do what I need to do I shot down those planes, I'll do whatever I need to do But just killing people in cold blood is not... We don't need to do this. (laughs) We don't need to literally kill all of them. In the movie, there's a line that I love that wasn't in the book again. And I was like, this isn't in the book? What the heck? But basically, Gail just says, sometimes killing isn't personal. I thought you of all people would know that. And Katniss says, I I, of all people know that it's always personal. Mm. And I really, really like that. Because I'm like, it's true. Like, it doesn't matter what you're fighting for or what's going on exactly in the big scheme of things, the death of someone is going to be personal to someone. And Katniss keeping that perspective helps her to dedicate herself more fully to their end goal, which is to not have that violence anymore.
1: It makes me think of, so before we started recording, we were kind of talking and Tori brought up a really interesting point about how the law of consecration is kind of like the highest law, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a celestial Law And it's higher than the law of sacrifice, right? So I'm kind of interested Mm -hmm. in this uh, kind of discussion we've been having about sacrifice versus consecration and the fact that consecration is a higher, more uh, glorious law than sacrifice. And uh, Gail's point, you you can see it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he has a valid argument, but it kind of feels more like on the side of sacrifice. Like, this Mm -hmm. is an option and it's something that we can do and maybe gail isn't evil for it right like he's still trying to do something good yeah but it's not the best option it's not that it's not the highest option because he is losing a little bit of that perspective and you know it's more of an ends justify the means perspective than a then, like, how do we actually accomplish the real purpose, like you were saying, which is to end violence. Yeah, and so he's willing to sacrifice lives. He's willing to sacrifice any kind of moral code. He's willing to sacrifice himself to make this happen, whereas Katniss wants to become better and Mm -hmm. grow and and do better for the future instead. Mm -hmm. Kind of an interesting difference there that I hadn't thought about before having that whole, like, you know differentiation between the two
0: discussion yeah it's that's true i really like that because yeah i'm like it's hard to call gail evil in this moment like yeah what he's doing is completely reasonable for the situation (laughs) they're in. yeah unfortunately but yeah katniss is a high living a higher example of what we should be doing she's becoming someone who's focused on the purpose and is living like they've achieved it yes that's such a good way of putting it Mm -hmm. yeah So great. So then they've taken District 2, and they're able to get to the Capitol, which they tell Katniss she... Well, first of all, she gets shot. (laughs) Let's back up. So as people are leaving the train tunnels, there's this guy who everybody's about to shoot at because he's holding a gun. And she runs up to try to save him, and then he points the gun at her. And she has another great Mockingjay moment, just getting people to realize who the real enemy is, as we've learned before. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, someone behind the guy that she was talking to who was listening to her ends up shooting her. But she has a bulletproof outf- outfit. Thanks, Thank sinna Goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Sina. Um, And so, yeah, so she's fine. She's a little bruised up, but... It's fine, and then she they end up having just as a brief side note, Finnick and Annie get married, which is Yay. just so happy. We That's love so it.
1: So cute, and it's kind of hilarious. Also, the Plutarch versus Coin dynamic.
0: Yes, uh-huh. with the wedding in thirteen yeah. is really cool. Coin's in like queue. this is way too much. Plutarch's like this is not enough. They want to make it as nice. A good time. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. I'm sure. I mean, in the midst of war, so a wedding's good. going That's to be so great good. either way. Yes. But. Yes, so this all happens, and then Katniss decides she needs to go to the capital, but they won't send her because she's not officially trained as a soldier, which is understandable. She's still only, like, 18 years old. <laughs>
1: well, it's she's kind of her so... own fault, though. Yes, she's slacked off and kind of ignored it's everything true. that she's supposed to. If she had been yes. doing everything she'd been told to, she'd be a soldier by yes, now. <laughs>
0: that's true. But she's been ignoring her schedule and not going to training sessions and
1: stuff. That's a definite lack of consecration yes, is her not for being sure. willing to engage in the activities that everybody else is doing to prepare themselves to accomplish their purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so she does, though. She ends up yes, dedicating herself. herself. Joanna does, too. They both just want to kill Snow. Yeah. <laughs> that is their focus at this point. So there's lack of consecration in that being their main focus in this moment. Again, it switches around a lot for Katniss. So she's sometimes more consecrated than others, but I think intention is a big part of it though, because I mean, like so too. But I think in this, like at this point in the book, her focus is revenge. Okay, yeah, you know, if we go
1: the revenge route, that's
0: fair. That's like, fair. I think it's more, in general, her focus is... Like, she's like, yeah, we want to accomplish that. But, like, her real focus right now is revenge. Because right. she's being really hurt by Peta. He keeps making comments that are just very... It was interesting, Gale makes a comment about how Pita's hatred is so personal. Because he still has memories of Katniss and remembers a lot about her but like he's turned her into a an enemy instead of someone he loves and so he's able to take those things he knows about her and like twist twist them like a knife into her and it's just awful especially when he is he's attacking things about her that she's very self-conscious about Mm -hmm. like she she says multiple times like maybe he just understands the real me and the rest of you don't And it's like, no, Katniss, because you're not actually like that. You think you are. She still thinks she's hard-edged. I mean, she is. But, you know, like, in a bad way. Hard-edged and unlovable and just angry and bitter and doesn't talk to anybody and everything. And she thinks that she's just this really unlikable person throughout this whole series. But we're shown time and time again she's not unlikable. Like, she's actually a very likable person. Yeah, she's quiet. She may not be, like the person you're like, oh my gosh, it's gossip. Like that's not her personality, but that doesn't mean she's not likable. Like everybody from the very beginning, her whole district cares about her and like notices her and she thinks it's just because of prim, but it's really her. Like and it's never fully addressed, which I love. Like you as the reader just have to kind of pick up on, no, Katniss, everybody likes you. (laughs) You're a great person, but she just doesn't and Pete's attacking that part of her that's really insecure which just makes her even more angry and want that revenge even more, so...
1: Yeah, she's definitely... She's focused on building herself up in order to go against the rebellion to do what she wants. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's
1: using them for her Mm -hmm. own purposes. So, Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Fair assessment.
0: But then she is able to go. Joanna is not able to because she ends up having a really bad PTSD reaction to the final test that they put her through. Basically, they find the soldiers' weaknesses and try to test those weaknesses and see if they can overcome them. And Joanna, her weakness is feeling like she's going to drown being submerged in water because that's what they did to her a lot when she was being tortured in the capital during this time. And so she becomes very, um, which is so sad to see because she's just such a tough girl <laughs> all the time and like so angry, angry tough girl as her persona and so to see her, like, break down because there's water being poured into it or, like, a space. Yeah. Especially after she's been through the Hunger Games twice. Right. like Including it's the water-based not, Hunger yeah. Games. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's not even those things that are what hurt her. It's like, you realize how bad the torture was when you realize that it's the torture that's caused her to break down so much. Yeah. Anyway, so, but she tells Katniss, go kill Snow, you better do it so then they go um and katniss finds that gail's on her team and they end up sending Peta as well well first they this this team is organized in order to be the face of the war in the capital the battles in the capital which they're
1: all pretty mad about because they're kind of the best of the best and then they use them to like Mm -hmm. shoot
0: videos (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so they're all pretty Um... annoyed about but they're just doing it. Consecration. Just yeah. they're de- They've developed themselves in a way where they can be those people that can inspire people, and it's yeah. great. And, yeah, so they go through. They're fighting. one of. So there's a set of twins, I think. They're sisters for sure, but I'm not sure. If I think they're, they're twins. twins. They yeah. are twins. Yeah. So they're the League sisters. And League 1 and League 2, and unfortunately one of the sisters ends up being killed by one of the pods, which are like... Booby traps. Bo- yeah, booby traps throughout the capital that the game makers have set up for the rebels to fall into. And so one of them ends up killing one of the sisters. Well, as a replacement, PETA is sent in. And they say, Oh, he's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. And Katniss and Boggs, their leader, discuss that it's probably because Coin wants her dead. And because she's a threat to Coin's ability to stay in a leadership position after everything's done and at this point the best thing she could do for the rebellion is to die and so it's a really tragic moment but box is so sweet he's like i'm not gonna let that happen on my watch and she's like why you don't owe me anything and he says because you've earned it which she's she so has (laughs) she deserves to have life (laughs) and get away from all this so Anyway, Peter comes in and he's not doing well, to say the least. He's still not very kind, but I love hey Mitch points out to her. So hey Mitch is on this earpiece, which he only like talks to her like once. So I he makes know. such a
1: big deal about the earpiece. They're like the
0: earpiece, and then there's like one scene, this one scene that he actually talks to her through it. So it's kind of that's okay. It's an important. Scene. It's fine. Yeah, it is. It was needed. Somebody needed to tell her it, and it had to be Hamish. Hey so. Basically, she's very avoidant of him and not treating him very well either. And Hamish is like, Look, you're pulling the seam apart because you can't get over this. And he's like, If your positions were switched and you had been hijacked and PETA was on the other side of that, do you think this is how PETA would treat you? And she's like, No. that's not even a question yeah (laughs) obviously not he would be trying to get me back any way he thought possible and canis has kind of given up on him like that's why she's been treating him bad like she's just took me a while to realize that
1: because i was like there's no way but she Mm -hmm. really she really does
0: yeah she's just like whatever but then she's like no we gotta at least try and uh, we have another scene that every time it plays in the movie, I cry. I can't stand it.
1: There are a few of those in this
0: series. Yes. yes there are. <laughs> there really are. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, can she make it through? You can end? do it. You can do it. Um, okay, so it's one evening after she's had this thought process. She's been kind of hanging out with Finnick, and then she is given a watch to watch over. They divide into watches to watch PETA, not just everything around them but also Peta specifically and so she's on it and they're just Peta hasn't fallen asleep and they're just having this conversation about their relationship and stuff and how confused he is and basically he's like i just don't know what's real and what's not anymore and the crew tells him to to ask is it real or not real and so he kind of gives it a try and He turns to Katniss and says, "'Your favorite color, it's green.' And she says, "'That's right, and yours is orange. "'Not bright orange, but soft like the sunset.' And then he says, "'Oh,' he closes his eyes briefly, "'maybe trying to conjure up that sunset, "'then nods his head. Thank you.' And then she continues, and this is where I just cry every time. She says, "'You're a painter. You're a baker. "'You like to sleep with the windows open. "'You never take sugar in your tea, "'and you always double-knot your shoelaces.' Then I dive into my tent before I do something stupid like cry. I just love it so much. <laughs> this doesn't even have anything to do with consecration. It's just so cute.
1: <laughs> like I just... No, she's growing. She's improving herself for uh, for PETA's sake. Yes. We can go with it. <laughs> mm, yes.
0: For the ending of people having being able to survive and have some level of happiness yeah and pita being one of those people yes and improving her ability
1: to empathize and to uh yeah
0: and i think she's in some ways in that moment giving some of her most precious feelings and memories yeah in order to do that so that's true but, but she's
1: not in love with him. She's not no, sure who she not. wants to be with.
0: She's not in love with him. She just cries when she talks about all the things he likes to do. Like devil knotting his shoelaces. Yep, and that he never takes sugar in his tea. It's so... really emotional, difficult <laughs> stuff here for someone that
1: you're not in love with. Oh, gosh. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, but It's fun. Yeah, th- it's fun. Like I love when authors are able to bring that kind of realism into their stories as well, where those are things that we don't know about Peeta, because they don't matter to mention in the book, yeah. but Katniss has lived with him in lots of different situations. Like, they know each other, right? <laughs> and she's able to bring in, like, years of, uh, I guess not years, how long has it been? A couple of A year. years. A, year? A couple yeah. of couple years? Okay. Mm-hmm. Years of friendship and intimate knowledge that we haven't seen in one little
0: paragraph. And it's really Mm -hmm. awesome writing wise. I love that. So true. So that's a really sweet scene. And then we have death. Yep. (laughs) So we have this scene where they're kind of pretending they're all testing their acting skills and failing um to do, shoot this propaganda and one of them ends up sending off a pod that causes bogs to well Boggs ends up setting off a pod that blows his legs off so that's really unfortunate so he ends up dying <laughs> was that um so that's really unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> a little euphemistic for me <laughs> For how much I love
1: bogs, that just felt very like. <laughs> <You're> like ouch ouch.
0: <laughs> Stings for him. It's okay. He doesn't uh, it, have to deal with that very long. That's um.
1: <laughs> That's true. At least he bleeds out
0: rather quickly. he does. Not fast
1: enough, though, if we're being honest. So true. (laughs) He got to suffer for a minute. Yeah.
0: So this scene is a little bit hard to describe. There's just a lot going on. So suffice it to say, he gives what's called the hollow, which is basically a map of the city with all the known pods on it. And so it's kind of helps them avoid a lot of them. But he gives that over to Katniss and the other members of the team, specifically Jackson, who's the second in command is like, what the heck? What do you mean? Katniss lies and says that she's been sent to assassinate snow by coin, which is not true, but they all kind of defend her and then join up with her. They get the heck out of that building and go hide somewhere that they were hiding in after another pod was set off and caused all this drama causing PETA to go off. Anyway, it's a big scene. Go watch the movie. You can see it. <laughs> um, but basically, they get to another building, and then by the time they get there, there's peacekeepers, who must have seen them on cameras, going into the original building where they've left Boggs's body. And they shoot down this building, and everybody thinks they're dead now. So there's this announcement that Katniss and several of the others that are known by other people are dead. And so they're like, sweet, this helps us a little bit people won't be paying attention to us anymore for a little bit so that's great but vitally Um,
1: important transition just because we do go from like shooting videos and lighthearted, and nobody knows where we are to suddenly the peacekeepers are on us and people are dead and this just became a mission like it's a pretty uh, major transition there for Mm -hmm. this
0: team (laughs) yes exactly so now it's really getting into the battle of it all and so everybody thinks they're dead, so they decide to travel underground because they feel like that's going to be safest. There's not going to be pods down there. It'll be good. One of the men who's with them, one of the cameramen, is Pollux, which Pollux is <laughs> so sweet. Anyway, he is an Avox, so he had his tongue cut out. It did say cut out in this one. Because um, I know we had talked about before That's that I was right. like not sure, but in this one it says cut out. I'm pretty sure in the other one it was just like something's done to their tongues.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: but we'll stick with cut out because that makes sense and yeah. works. Anyway, but he was trapped underground in the train tunnels for five years without seeing the sun, and so he's he's having a little PTSD moment and i love that this is a show of him being consecrated like he's giving his knowledge of the tunnels underneath the Capitol. and even though it's taking everything in him to lead them through this but it's so vitally important and pita is becoming more like himself and is like well you're our greatest asset right now like it's awesome and when pollux is having a moment and so Peta in that moment is giving of his, himself to help motivate the others so that they can all keep going towards this purpose. And so I love seeing those brief glimpses of everybody's willingness to, to consecrate themselves and their talents and knowledge to furthering their purpose and seeing if they can accomplish it. Um, even earlier, I didn't mention it at the time, but Finnick and Hamish being willing to talk about their experiences as victors in order to further that purpose and giving of themselves and their own trauma in order to do that is really big. Which brings about the question, this is such kind of a tangent, but it is connected, of how can we utilize our weakness, consecrate our weaknesses and consecrate Mm. our struggles like mental health problems to furthering the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the kingdom of God. Right. Like, that's so fascinating like we yeah. are able to connect with other people through those things and so it is possible to consecrate even that for sure if you Choose to.
1: i say all the time i mean i i'm really big in sharing my trials and and my struggles of my past that include my own sins and the sins of others like i'm i'm pretty well known for being willing to just share those with anybody who's going through something similar right and I think I've shared this a little bit before like I've been praised for that on mm-hmm. on a few different occasions but it's for that reason, you know, like if we can do something with them then they're so much more helpful than than anything else and so it's a really big thing for me to kind of try to change the feeling in the church of like not of keeping that stuff kind of private mm-hmm. and not being really forthcoming with like certain trials and struggles. And instead, like, if we could just share all of those, we could just help so many more people and help people recognize that they're not alone. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. always somebody who, who can help and do something for you. So, so yeah, I love you bringing that, that aspect in, into this, for sure.
0: Well, unfortunately, things don't stay calm for very long because <laughs> then... While they're underground, unfortunately, somehow the capital has been able to see them and knows they're there. And so they set off some more pods. They send some mutts down there, which are like zombie creepy things, lizard things. And unfortunately, in this scene, it's actually interesting because Katniss notices that it's kind of the first time Pete has been in a situation like this and is actually pretty level-headed yeah. and is not turning. So you can see him getting better. And it's interesting to think about maybe that's partially because Katniss has changed her attitude towards him. And so mm-hmm. she's showing him that he's wrong so that he can heal. Right. Him, is Whereas this whole time, really she's great. kind of just been proving him right. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So anyway, that all being said, um, Finnick dies. So oh. that was so, so sad, especially after he's just got married and... Yeah, that's the Super one that I can't think about too yeah. long. Yeah. I Super almost
1: sad. texted Tori about it to freak out and then I was like, actually I'm just going to keep reading.
0: You're like I can't actually dwell on this right yeah. now. That just was kind of Yeah.
1: I can't like yeah, I actually don't like thinking about the fact that Finnick <laughs> is dead to be completely honest. So it makes me really unhappy. That's like the <laughs> one death that I'm like, mm, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. I'm I'm all for. I tend to respect authors who are willing to kill off main characters and beloved characters, but um, too far. Yep, can't do that. One. <laughs> too far. Don't like. Don't oh, like no. it.
0: Even um, it's worse
1: for me even than the next awful death that probably affected wow. more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh. that death is the one. Next death we're about to talk about. I'm like, yeah, like, that's an awesome death to put in as an yeah. author. Like, way okay. to go,
0: Suzanne. But Finnick, I'm like, mmm. That didn't make to happen. I'm unhappy. I'm pretty sure that was the one death that Suzanne Collins herself says that she wishes she hadn't put
1: in. Really? Yeah. Dang it, we're on the same page.
0: <laughs> She's like, mm,
1: I regret that one. A little that little one little. was a little harsh. Oh, well. It could have been any, because there are just a number of people because characters hold different spots of like belovedness, right? Yeah. And you have mm-hmm. to kill to gain like the respect of being willing to kill off a character. You have to kill off a certain number of characters within those certain categories, it's true? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. to make it really realistic and not just predictable. And in Phoenix category, there are just other people <laughs> who existed <laughs> you could have you could killed have off have instead. to do. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. the victors who are important, but not that important, and beloved, but not as beloved as, like, a main, main character. Like, there are enough yes. people in this category that it didn't have to be Finnick, and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> that is very fair. I just...
0: Finnick. I, no. The amount anyway. of people I see react to the movies, though, who say, why could it have been Gail? <laughs> I'm like, wow, brutal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're oh, like, no. sorry, Gail, but... You're not finick. <laughs> that
1: is so funny! Oh
0: my gosh! Oh gosh! <laughs> anyway, so then they get out, and I wasn't actually gonna bring this moment up, but I do want to just touch on it for a second as like foreshadowing for something else that comes. Is they end up meeting this woman Tigress, who has made herself look like a tiger. So good for her, I guess. But um, she she's she yeah, she's very interesting. But she used to be a stylist in the games. And she's now joined with Plutarch's Rebellion within the capital Anyway we I think uh, I just want to know more about her because Mm. We learn about her more in Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes She's in that In a very interesting role that I'm not going to tell you Even though you find out in the first like two chapters okay. like she's like right there and but like it's still worth finding the out for interesting yourself. yeah i think it is so okay. i would love to understand in between ballad of songbirds and snakes and mocking when we meet her what the heck happened because whoa anyway okay. <laughs> so we'll look forward to that i'm sure we'll discuss it in the next video in regards to this series so that will be in november cool. anyway moving forward they end up deciding so president snow calls for the people to come to the mansion so that he can give him give them stuff the people at the capital and so they're like oh there's all these people wandering around let's join in and like be wandering in with them so that we blend in And so Katniss and Gale kind of pair off and then a few of the others go different ways and they are trying to get into the mansion to assassinate Snow. And so they're going and then the rebels attack and are shooting down people and there's a really tragic little mini glimpse of this little baby getting killed. Well, her mom getting killed first and then her... Anyway, super sad. But then we have the heartbreaking one, the next death... Is we have these parachutes like they use in the games to give good supplies and stuff to people. And there's this pen of kids, basically, that they're like, oh, they're using Katniss is like, oh, they're using these kids to block the rebels from getting into snow and so super sad but these parachutes go down over these kids and these kids have watched the Hunger Games they know what they mean and so they reach up and grab them and then the bombs go off within them these were actually bombs and then they have a bunch of people going in medics and stuff going in a lot of the kids are rebel medics going in a lot of the kids are dead but a lot of them are hurt and so they have rebel medics going in and Katniss ends up seeing Prim as one of these medics and she starts calling to her and then another bomb goes off and so you realize quickly that Prim is dead after everything this whole thing started with her wanting to save her sister and literally that's literally that is why she was in the games in the first place was to save her sister and now her sister is dead anyway
1: like moments before the capital falls yeah hmm and like last casualties yes
0: uh-huh is which her are always sister the most brutal after yeah it's just so heartbreaking when you are like okay not only is it her sister but like the whole point of her even being the whole um, reason she's here reason in the, the first, first place exists is because of her desire to save her sister and it didn't matter because war just doesn't care <laughs> basically
1: but the so, important factor here is that it was the bomb that Gale and Beattie were designing. Where yes. it, it goes off to lure in more people and then yes. goes off again to kill them.
0: So, yeah, I guess kind of backtracking from that kind of realization was the fact that they think it's the Capitol that dropped these bombs. Okay. Like yeah. they think that the hovercraft, the hovercraft that flew over and dropped them, first of all, they're the parachutes from the Hunger Games. That's the Capitol's thing. So there's that, but also on, there was the Capitol insignia on the hovercraft. So it was a capital plane that's going through and drops them. So everybody turns against Snow at that point. They think that he bombed the pen full of kids in order to fight back the rebels. Um, and keep them off of him, and that's what Katniss believes. She believes that Snow killed Prim, and she's like, "I am going to kill this man." And she's end up she ends up wandering into the greenhouse in the president's mansion, and that is where they're keeping Snow. It's just pent up in this greenhouse until they execute him. And they she has a conversation with him, which I'm surprised she doesn't just jump and strangle him or something. Actually, especially yeah. with how unstable she's become with everything going on like she hasn't been eating she won't talk to anybody that's the other thing is she's been completely silent like she's been having a psychologist come and talk to her but he kind of like isn't really trying very hard and she's kind of like yeah he knows that like (laughs) saying things like it's gonna be fine is just not worth it with where i'm at right now so anyway so she hasn't spoken but he tells her basically that it wasn't him he's like if i had a hovercraft i would have gotten myself the heck out of there (laughs) like why would i use it to drop on these kids he's like i'm not above killing children you and i both know that but i'm not wasteful i take life for specific reasons and there was no reason to do that and then he's like you know i think it was a masterful move on coin's part and that's when Katniss puts together like, wait, that's what Beatty and Gale were talking about earlier was that weapon. And so she realized, and she already has questions about coin anyway. So she realizes that he's telling the truth, which I love what he says, even though it's so scary, but he's so scary anyway. But he says, I thought we agreed never to lie to each other, which I can't tell you how much I love a villain villain who is so evil, but isn't a liar. Like, it just, the psychological aspects of that is so fascinating. It's like Thanos. Like, they're, like, a liar is not one of them. Like, he's never been one to lie to people. Right. He just doesn't care. Or he just wants to do his thing. And that's the same with President Snow. Like, he never lies to Katniss about anything. He Mm. just does what he can to manipulate her. But it's, he doesn't actually lie to her about the truth of anything and so in this moment she's like oh yeah you're right and so she's really obviously upset realizing this and falls into an even greater depression in a lot of ways she's yeah she's really, really messed... not okay yeah she's really messed up at the end of this book yeah. it's so bad which really really <laughs> i think is so sad because she has given so much to this cause and it's finally looking like it could end up being successful it almost is but she isn't really able to enjoy it at least not yet and she thinks she'll never be able to enjoy it which isn't true but that's where her headspace is so so then after this she does have a conversation with Gail and is like was it ours was it your plan and he's like I don't really know Ugh, I hate the way he says it in the book I, could I, knew you were gonna, I knew you were gonna hate this slap him he's like that's the only thing I had going for me was saving your family um I'm sorry that's what you're worried about not the fact that Prim just died oh my oh, I read gosh. that line and
1: I was like That's not in the movie. There's the moment. There's the moment that people must hate. (laughs) Yeah, so bad. I mean, the bomb itself. Sad about Prim. It's just well, I have no chance with you now. That was all I had going for me.
0: (laughs) I was like, what kind of sick, twisted person are you? What the heck? Uh, But in the movie, he doesn't say that. I was like, what? I'm so glad they changed that in the movie. They make him so much more sympathetic because he's he says. All I know is I was supposed to take care of your family and I'm sorry I couldn't. Mm. And so, so it just shows much more remorse, actual remorse, for the death of this 14-year-old child. Who he loves. <laughs> Who he loves. <laughs> like, in the book, I'm like, I'm sorry? I can't freaking Gale. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then the fact that he leaves and we don't see him again. Like, yeah. she doesn't see mm-hmm. him again after that. Like, that yeah. Real. he says, I lost my chance with you, and then he disappears from her life. Yeah, And you're like, Wow, Ooh.
0: you're such. I mean, okay. even Katniss so is like, that you're friendship. right because she can never look at him and not think about Prim, right? Ever because she'll just think about how, it especially because she that disagreed with
1: the yeah. means to begin with. If yeah. she had been on his side, maybe it'd be different. But yeah. the fact that she already saw it as a bad thing, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no way. Yeah, it's rough. Rough it's, moment. <laughs>
0: it is rough, and just shows that Gail is just a piece of trash at the end of this he is not (laughs) Uh, anyway he ain't it anyway moving on so then we have they're about to execute snow but they call katniss to this meeting with coin and she has this idea where she says this
1: idea how
0: about (laughs) how about we start this all over again but instead, we're on top this time, and we have a Hunger Games with the Capitals' children. And they're all like, I'm sorry, what? Um, Except they're not all yeah.
1: like that. <laughs> Although,
0: yeah. A couple of them are like, um, yeah, revenge. They're like, freak, yeah, that's, that's a stupid. great idea. Even, I know, Annabaria is there. Okay, but I do need to bring this up because I didn't, like in the movie, it doesn't really say this. And so when I read it in the book, it made me cry, and it was a line I would not have thought would make me cry but i thought about it too deeply actually i probably thought about it as deeply as you probably should but it really oh my gosh it's so awful so they have this meeting and coin has invited all of the remaining victors that are left and it's joanna annie Annabaria, pita not phoenix sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to do that to me Tori? <laughs> sorry. Katniss and Haymitch and that is Owen oh, and Beatty. And that is it. And out of all of the victors that, was crazy. that have yeah. existed and,
1: and they're the ones who were supposed to be safe. Because
0: yeah. They made mm-hmm. it. And it's what's sad about it is so Katniss says, "We're all that's left," and Beatty replies, "We were targeted from both sides. The Capitol killed the victors they suspected of being rebels. The rebels killed those thought it to be allied with the Capitol." And I just think about this, okay? These victors are ultimately the reason why they were fighting in the first place, and they were all killed off. Like these victors have been through the worst. That anybody else could have ever been through like that's the whole point like the hunger games was there were you know poverty and other things going on too but the hunger games was such a yeah. centralized point they're the
1: ones being that punished they're like, for everyone yeah
0: still they're still the ones being punished yeah. after all of this and i just literally burst into tears thinking about that i want to cry right now just thinking about like these are the people who you were supposedly fighting for and they were the ones who now there's what seven of them left right they of, were the
1: first ones to show unity holding hands yeah, for the rebellion
0: out of 75 of them there's these seven that are left because everybody they be they were so central to everything that people didn't even trust them even though granted
1: a lot of them have died in other ways too, because oh, we did have. have the whole Hunger Games that was just victors. So we lost several victors that we way. We did. A lot of them are older because mm-hmm. it's been seventy five years. So there, so there's not
0: actually but like still like 60 just the of fact that, that they're have been just killed. killing them off. But yes, yes, for sure, because <laughs> of a lack of trust and uncertainty. Yeah. Like, and yeah. the fact that BD's like they thought they were with the rebels right. and they thought that they were with the capital Like they didn't even know. Right. They just weren't worth and the risk. these people who have been through the worst trauma are the ones who are still paying the price for all of it. So that happens. But yeah, the Hunger Games. And Katniss is like, what the heck? But she ends up voting yes, which we learned very quickly is because she knows they ain't going to happen. <laughs> she just wants to get coin- to feel comfortable with Katniss, basically, and trust Katniss in the moment, and so I love that Haymitch just looks at her and just says, "I'm with the Mockingjay." Like he just yeah. knows. He's like, I don't. He doesn't know all the details, but he's like, I trust Katniss. Right. And Katniss isn't going to let this happen. Yeah. There's no way that's not her at all. And especially because she says for Prim, like I think Haymitch kind of knows the truth of what happened. That's why Katniss was going to ask him about it. Like she's like, I. He Haymitch knows always something. knows. He always knows. And so he ends up sticking with Katniss even though and Peta doesn't. Peeta's just back to his normal self. So yeah, Peeta Peta was never
1: the so, smart one. He was yes. the I mean he's smart. He's not the clever one.
0: He understands the <laughs> here I would disagree. I feel okay. like he plays the psychological game way better than Katniss does.
1: Well, but he doesn't but like he is think he plays a good psychological game, but he's so, like, sensitive and yeah. kindness-driven. He's not... Mm-hmm. Haymitch and Katniss can speak without words, and they are always three steps ahead of their enemies, yeah. and they know what's going on. And PETA mm-hmm. doesn't, like, clever clever that that's why i would say he's smart but not he's not like foxy yeah. kind of clever you okay, know yeah. he doesn't play these like, games
0: well he does. i think he just oh. yeah he does it's but just i different yeah it's i different. think he just <laughs> thinks the best of people he doesn't expect the worst of people right in the same way Haymitch and katniss do and so yeah that's and fair. i think also though he's been too worried about get keeping himself level-headed enough to not try to kill katniss that he's <laughs> uh not thought through everything right. whereas Katniss I mean Katniss didn't either until President Snow said something. So right. you know, whatever. But yeah, either they're way just intelligent in their own way. Yes. Worth. And in they, this case, yeah they play it's their roles and Katniss And they consecrate themselves where they need to consecrate yes. themselves. And it's great. Um, I love
1: I wasn't smart enough to catch on to what was going on, to be honest. Like I could I loved the line where she talked about how alike her and Hamich are and how much they really understand each other. But I didn't catch on to what they were understanding and yes. doing. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I I don't I e- I didn't either I mean when I first read it right. until she shoots until coin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until she's about to shoot snow and she ends up moving and shooting coin instead. And it was and they were planning to announce the new Hunger Games after the execution of Snow. So there you go. But no it's, one ever knew. Yeah, no one ever knew and it didn't happen and it's great. And Katniss intends to kill herself because she just can't live the way she's having to live, which is understandable but really sad. And she ends up being kind of just trapped in a room for a while while they kind of go. PETA through. stops her from killing herself. Yes. With... <laughs> Pita stops her from killing herself and then she's taken to this he room does. and left there for it doesn't really make clear how long which I think is partially because her mind's not focused on the actual time I passing. Think we get the sense of months. Though. It's been yeah, you get the sense that it's been a while like she's not eating food and things and then she has her there's a trial apparently with her that she doesn't even know about and They decide to have her stay in District 12. That's her punishment to go to District 12 and have to meet with her psychologist, therapist over the phone. And that's what they're going to do with her. So they send her away with Haymitch. And it's not until she's at home that she can actually feel her grief about Prim. Like she's just been kind of going, going, not talking and like not eating and things like that. Being very severely depressed and traumatized. But she hasn't cried about it until she's at home and the dang cat is still alive <laughs> and comes all the way from district 13 back home to district 12 and it ends up becoming her pet and now she likes the cat because mm-hmm. it's it was Prim's, and so it's Both a really over yeah. the way jennifer lawrence acts that scene is amazing if you've seen it it's very very emotional and in the book it's just as emotional but the way jennifer lawrence delivers it it's fabulous so then Peta ends up coming out as well and the two of them just develop their relationship further and ultimately they both have a lot of trauma still that they're dealing with but they decide that the other person is who they're meant to be with and i love that katniss describes it as like gail had all this fire in him and was very explosive and she's like i have enough fire for myself i don't need more fire in my life what i need is someone who is like a spring day and refreshing and wonderful and that's who pita is despite everything he's been through he's still that sweetness that katniss so desperately needs and i just had this thought at this moment but it makes sense because she loved prim. prim yeah yeah yeah, and, the way you said that made me yeah. think of it too and I think before she was kind of confused because she's like I have that right. with Prim I have that kind of so a person in my life do I that
1: or do I want the fire yeah
0: like which one do I want more of in my life right. was the choice whereas when Prim was gone she only had the fire that was in her and she didn't have that anymore and so Peta was able to provide that and a lot of people argue like she just chose Peta because Gail was out of the picture and you could make arguments about that but I think she chose Peter because of what she says at the end, because she recognizes that she needs someone who's not so intense. There are so many reasons she yeah, can be
1: with Gale. By the so end of the story, reasons. there's so many. Yeah. I mean, even like what she said to him, the reason he leaves, like she wouldn't be able to be with him knowing okay. that like his thought child is what got her killed. Like, yeah. there's no mm-hmm. way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many reasons. It's not just because Gail well I mean it's largely because she can't look at Gale without thinking of that and so he's but just not an fighting option and growing apart. but yeah that they was were already growing a thing. apart the whole book and I just think after everything she's been through the last thing Katniss needs is someone who's going to be vengeful and angry all the time because she's tired yeah she's just tired and so needs to move on yeah. um and oh go ahead
1: no, okay here's my here's my plug not my... It's not a plug for Gail, okay? okay? But it is a plug for Gail being treated slightly unfairly here okay. at the end. Okay, <laughs> one line. One line that I was like, that's not fair, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. And it's where she sa- she's in District 12 and learns that he's in District 2. Is he 2 or 4?
0: I think it's 2. 2. Okay,
1: I thought so. Um, And then her mom is in 4, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, so she says she's, like, imagining him and kind of, like... You know, I think she's like on their rock, but it feels empty with no or is that early? Anyway, um, she's imagining him and says, like, you know, he's out there with his fancy job, probably kissing another pair of lips. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, hold up. (laughs) that is, We have you have no reason to think Gail would just move on that fast. Like he has been in love with you, dedicated to you. Like everything he does is for Katniss for saving her unless it's for the rebellion and getting rid of the capital, you know, Mm -hmm. those are his focuses. And like, that's it. And I'm like, that is entirely unfair to Gail to just assume that he would move on and be making out with somebody else by now. There no way. Like that boy is just as traumatized and upset and broken as everybody else who's fought in this war, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah and no. eventually
1: yeah, he'll and move on true. like gail will be fine he yeah. can find someone else but not right away <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah especially after all of that and yeah, yeah i was Come gonna say now. like katniss i think in some ways it's just to convince herself that he's fine right As like he is gonna move on and stuff anyway thankfully Peta ends up being the one <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say at least <laughs> At least it's Peta, and we oh. see in the epilogue they end up growing old together and having babies, and they ha- they have two kids, and they're rebuilding the world. And like Cat, uh, Cadis, you're Cariana, not Katniss. Oh. <laughs> Like Ariana said at the beginning, they built all of this for the next generation Mm. and trying to provide for their children. And we see that in that the kids are enjoying the peace that has been brought. They have full bellies and they're able to go to school without fear. And it's great and wonderful. But Katniss points out, my children who don't know they play on a graveyard which is so sad, but it did make me think like, how often do we forget the sacrifice and consecration of those who came before us of those who've provided a world where, yeah, it's not perfect. Like it's not like their world's perfect. There's still things going on and government's ruling and violence and every chance. Plutarch says it beautifully when he talks about how we're stupid, fickle beings who have a great gift for self destruction and poor memories. Like We repeat history a lot. And he's like, well, maybe this time it will stick, but who knows? Probably won't. It probably won't, honestly. And so it's wonderful to think about the sacrifice and consecration that has come before that allows us to sacrifice and consecrate ourselves in a different way that's hopefully maybe not easier, but. Easier in the way that we're we've learned from those before us and that we've yeah. we're put in a situation where maybe we can do it in a better way. Even better. And okay. create an even yeah.
1: better world for
0: those coming. hmm And then she ends with talking about how she still has nightmares and she still has these terrors. But she says that's when I make a list in my head of every act of goodness I've seen someone do. Oh and so I good. love that that reminder of like there's still been good that she's seen and she recognizes it a lot and, of it yeah a she's lot a of lot it of good. and her consecration was for the sake of that good yeah. and everything we do when we consecrate ourselves should be in pursuit of the good even though there's always going to be bad in this life there just always will be because that's the kind of state we live in but there's so much good and when we consecrate ourselves it's in dedication to that, not to these various political ideas or schemes or various ideologies, but it's to something that's good and that will be worth it in the end. So I just want to end our discussion with an idea of a scripture that discusses the idea of what it is we are fighting for, and I feel like they achieve it on some level at the end of this book, this new system of government that they've created in this new nation, I guess you could call it, that they've created. In Moses chapter 7 verse 18, it says, and the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and one mind and dwelt in righteousness and there was no poor among them. They all share everything they are and everything they have with each other in order to make something that will be lasting and that will be good and peaceful And that's what we're working towards as well. Something good and peaceful that won't happen till the next life. But as we consecrate ourselves and sacrifice for it, we'll make it more and more beautiful through that consecration and that sacrifice. Awesome.
1: Amen. (laughs) Great.
0: So that is everything from us today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave a like slash five-star review, depending on if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Also follow us on Instagram so you can see updates for upcoming episodes. You can also check out what I'm reading on the channel, Good Strong Words, on YouTube. Again, thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you are having a wonderful day. Keep remembering to see God in all things, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye you.